All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's after 3 o'clock. How are you? Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook, where you are five hours away from, uh, well, in a few minutes, from a puck drop tonight to the Edmonton Owners taking on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. The Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where 100% of the proceeds stay right here in the province. And uh, also, uh, they got it uh, redesigned and ready to roll. They have the uh, the uh, player props are uh, back so if you're somebody who likes to uh, to dive in a little bit deeper on the games and you want to know hey I want to take uh, McDavid to get a point or you know Bouchard to have this many shots uh, you can do uh, uh, all of that under the uh, the player market under uh, each game so you can check that out at uh, playalberta.ca and we welcome to the program our uh, regular Tuesday co-host, who is a, a first-round selection in the uh, National Hockey League by the uh, Boston Bruins, of course, um, former NHLer, former uh, AJHL uh, coach and uh, general manager, and uh, a non-participant in uh, Battle of the Blades. Sean Brown joins us. Brownie, how you doing? Good, good. I didn't, I didn't get the call for that. Oh, you're yeah. a pretty good skater. I thought you'd be all right at it. I don't. You, you should know put your name in the hat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Watching how some of those guys did, I, I think I did very well just right where I'm at. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be easy to have, be able to skate with uh, those toe picks. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. Challenge. Yeah, you never figure skated as a kid? Never. No. No. No, no, no. no never. Oh. What's 
I uh, figure skating is really good for edge work and balance. Actually. It is that you know yeah. I can't deny that. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of yeah. with the edge work. I you can actually tell the difference from a kid that's been in in uh, figure skating yeah. to a kid that hasn't. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, it's never a bad idea if you want to. I mean, it's all skating now. It wouldn't be a bad idea to put your kid in that. Yeah, like I had such bad balance, I actually put me in figure skating to help me. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I was in figure skate back when they had the badges. I'm sure any of the other kids out there who ever yeah. took it, you had like dance one and dance two, and then there was like the novice and you had speed was probably my favorite because I was just like the fast one. Right, you want to go as fast as you can. Then you had all the little badges yeah. for it. But uh, um, I think I put the picture out on social media many years ago. But my figure skating days ended um, where I was, God, I was eleven or twelve, and we we were in like a group skate. Yeah, and there was there was I think. Probably twenty girls and maybe three of us boys in the in the group well in, in our group. Well, parents are smart, and uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> tell you see the, but we all had the same outfit, and dude, it was like you know, like in figure skating, you obviously have the tight yeah. the tight outfits, all that's fine. Yeah. But then they had like a big red heart in your chest, and then a red heart on your head, and I was just like, I'm done. Like you know what, this is. Uh, this is this. That was the end for yeah. me. That uh, so, seeing, seeing the picture of it, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I do not want anyone to see this at the time. So I was just like, "Well, I think I'm done." Like I've, you know, I can skate now. I know, but this was yeah. the end of my figure skating. I would love to see that photo, but why? Why were you in it? Why did you get put in it? Did you know? Do parents put their kids in it? Thinking, well, they oh, put me in figure skating early because I didn't have great balance, and so they're like, "This will help you with balance." Oh, okay, and it really, and it made a huge difference. Yeah, right. So it made a huge difference for me. Uh, now I was never a great skater. Uh, it's not like figure skating solves everything, but yeah. it uh, it really enhanced. My, like I had a real struggle with balance early on in hockey, so they they put me in figure skating. They recommended it, and yeah. so I went in figure skating. Yeah. So how would figure skating? I mean, just because you have to learn on different edges, right? Just yeah. how the blades are cut yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So you just uh, it was different. Like I, nowadays, like you got to remember. When I was a kid, they didn't even teach inside or outside edge in hockey. Yeah. Like, that's really yeah. only a new yeah. thing here in the last 10 or 15 years. And it makes yeah. a massive difference. Like, I see the people who teach the kids that, and you're just like, oh. Like, when kids are taught how to use their inside edge and when mm-hmm. to use even their outside edge, yeah. and all of a sudden, they're like, well, geez. So, I, I always, I'm hesitant. Today's players at a young age are, they're open to better instruction so that allows them to maximize their athleticism better. I'm still not sold that they're necessarily better athletes or that they think the game better, but they're taught things that generations before weren't taught, so now you're going to be able to maximize and become a better skater, for sure. There's no question that coaching and you know has evolved and it's that much better. I mean, the one thing that I think we all have to be careful of, and what I see, is kids are just getting really good at pattern drills, right? And so a little bit of that creativity is kind of being lost, but yeah, I mean, oh, like as a whole, coaches now there's way more information out there and um, better coaching. Uh, guys are sharing more, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely benef- benefiting the kids. But they're like you said, I mean, most kids are specializing at it at, at such a young age, right? I think that's one of the things that when I got involved with my son's coaching is that I that's kind of why I wanted to be more or less in control of it because I wanted him to golf, I wanted him to play baseball, and I made sure that you know he had those opportunities. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. The Edmonton Orders are in Vegas tonight in in a February game coming out of the All-Star break, which normally, Brownie, I think there'd be a little bit of a feeling out process. You know, some guys being on the beach. And I know even today's athletes are, are in way better shape, but they still, you know, you saw Seth Jarvis joking about, hey, you know, I didn't have sweat on anything because I didn't drink and he couldn't keep a straight <laughs> face. Like, obviously, you know, you're still going to have some fun uh, when you can. But 
with everything that's on the line tonight, there's the home ice advantage battle in the Pacific. We're now into the second half and also a, a potential NHL record tying streak. Like to me, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm expecting a, a much more intense game than we would see in an usual February game. Oh, for sure. I think there's, like you said, I mean, you touched on all the points of the excitement of this game. Um, it would have been nice to see this game without a break, but um, I expect to see a high, en- a high energy, high intense game. I think it, there's a chance of it being a little bit sloppy just because they did come off of a break. And, you know, as athletes, they're so, f- you're so finely tuned, right? Like, you know, you're all about your routine. Um, and when you break that up, and I think it's a necessary break. I mean, you don't want it, but you you definitely need it. But it actually takes you as an athlete probably a day or two just to decompress and relax and get out of that rhythm. Uh, and now they're thrown right back into it. But, um, you know, today's, I mean, that's going to make it for a, probably a very entertaining hockey game to watch as a fan. You know, maybe the coaches might be pulling out their hair a little bit, but um, it's definitely going to have a lot of intensity, a lot of enthusiasm. Um, but I do expect them to not maybe be as sharp as what they were, which will lead to that, you know, some scoring chances and some breakdowns. The uh, Chris Knobloch, what, what's impressed me about him as a coach is he really seems to have a sense of where his team's at. Some people are all like, what's he doing going McDavid and Drysdale? I'm like, guys, McDavid and Drysdale really haven't done much by their standards offensively here for a long time. They were winning games, but they didn't have their big guns really firing. So he looks at the schedule and is like, okay, we got two teams that are below us in the standing. Chicago's definitely not that good. And they were out, you know, they were banged up. They had like a half of their rosters in American League. Then he says, you know what? I can load up one line, and I think that one line can win us the game. And that's what happened. McDavid, four points, dry settle, three points. Keeps them together because now they're feeling good. What do they get? Three points and three points against Nashville. So now they go into the break. They got their mojo back. Right, McDavid goes and wins a skills competition. And now they come back and he's like, I'm going to go back to my normal lines because the Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid line has been very good. Not playing two games isn't going to suddenly ruin all of their momentum. They know how to play with each other, right? Um, it's just everything he seen, like the buttons he pushes at times when he switches guys in or out and, you know, when he's playing his backup and when he's playing his starter, it's all really worked well. And he, he seems like very deliberate. And the thing I like about him is he's not afraid to talk about it. He goes, this is why I'm doing it. I felt like our offense was kind of stale. Like you never hear that from a coach very often, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's just it's kind of refreshing to me that you know everybody's eyes oh, calm. Well, yeah, he might he might have an outside calm demeanor, but you know, in talking to the players, like he gets fired up. He's just not when he gets fired up, he's not very demonstrative on the bench. And so I think I want to ask you as a player, when you have a coach who's fired up but isn't all crazy fired up, is that better sometimes? Like, you can tell when he's fired up. He just doesn't have his arms flailing all over and it spits flying out. He's throwing his ice cube or his gum or whatever. Yeah. Or do you like a coach to get fired up? <laughs> yeah, you know what? For me, I don't know if it matters either way. I think um, I think his biggest strength right now is probably his ability to connect and build relationships, right? I, I think you can freak out. I think you can be relaxed. I think it ultimately comes down to behind the scenes and the stuff that we don't see and how he interacts with the guys and the relationships and the trust that he um, develops. And, you know, that takes a little bit of time and you got to give Chris a lot of credit for coming into a situation that was on fire 
um, number one. Number two, you're coming into it by yourself and you don't even necessarily have the people you necessarily even want to have around you. You're just put into the situation. So I can't imagine the stress and the environment that, you know, uh, he had to deal with and, and he's passing with flying colors. So um, I, I, I like his demeanor. Um, there's, you know, there are times that guys, coaches, you know, I think if it's your go-to where you're just constantly flying off the handle, that, that loses its, you know, effect after a while. Um, I like, you know, for myself, I've never, you know, when someone is actually freaking out or calm, I mean, as an athlete, you're, you're in the moment anyway, you're staying where you need to stay, um, you know, to, to, to perform and, and get your game where it needs to be, whether it's good or bad. So you're, you know, the environment itself, whether it's him or the, the crowd, you're pretty locked in as an athlete. Um, but yeah, I mean, the trust that he's put into guys, I mean, it's easy. And, and it's in, I think Woodcroft probably at times, and I don't blame him when you're struggling, you go to your best players and you probably go, he probably went to him a little too much and then probably lost some other guys. And now he's come in here and he's built trust and respect, um, throughout, throughout the lineup and, and belief in guys further down in the lineup. And I think that's the strength of their team is exactly that. They're a team right now that, everybody's chipping in everyone feels valued and you know as much as you're gonna you're gonna win games with your stars anyway like Connor mcdavid and dry like you're gonna win with those guys but when when this when the third and fourth line are chipping in and and doing extra it just that's why they're having the success that they're in but kudos to 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 him because that's not easy you know um you know putting your trust but he's obviously got the respect of the guys Hey guys, pump the brakes on. Uh, they scored uh, one five-on-five goal in each of the two games. How well they loaded up. Uh, they were scored in scenarios they normally play together. Yeah, but propane, you have to understand. They'd only had, McDavid had seven points in his previous eight games. Okay? People acting like them playing together more five-on-five helped the power play. The results don't lie. It helped the power play. So if you want to nitpick and be like, well, they didn't dominate five on five. The point was players feel good about themselves when you're a point producer and you suddenly have seven points in two games. You don't look back. Well, geez, I had four points in the power play and I only had two five on five. Geez, I guess it's not good. It's not what we're saying. Did they give up any goals? Look at the shots. Look at the chances. Look at the puck touches. That's what it's about. So did it work or not? Did Connor McDavid score as many points in two games that he'd done in his previous eight? Yes or no? To claim it didn't work, man, you're wrong. You're simply wrong. I don't know why you would even try to argue that. Like, it makes no sense to me at all. Hey, guys, I'm curious. What do you think Vinny DeHarnay's contract is going to look like from Steve? Steve, it's a really good question. We were debating this uh, the other day. Uh, I've had a lot of people, you know, Vincent DeHarnay has been a player who just continues to improve. He's still very young in his NHL career right now. His overall age. No, now he's a guy, I think, because of his size, because of his body type. Could could he play till he was, you know, 35, 36, not break down very easily, right? Because he's a big body and it's taken him some time to to kind of fill out and learn how to move his body. I, I really think Paul Coffey has helped him just kind of believe more in his ability to make some plays. Right? Vinny DeHarnay, is a, it, he'll turn 28 in May, right? So, you know, he'll be 28 the start of his next contract. I think he's a player that 
because he's six foot seven and he's a right shot defenseman and he's showing the league like he can play. I could see him if he wanted to test free agency. Erica Branson got four mil for four years. Right? Big, tough, mean guy. Now, that's maybe an outlier. But would someone be offering him three years at three mil? I think they might. Now, he might look at it and say, you know what? I just want to keep developing. And if and I know there's so much talk about going out and finding a, a replacement for, for Cody Cece. What if the replacement is Vincent DeHarnay? How come no one's... I'm surprised that people haven't just looked at that as an option. Now, I get that you would want a, a puck, you know, a, a, maybe a more offensive-minded player there, potentially. But if Bouchard is your, your number one go-to offensive guy, and Vincent DeHarnay can can be better than CeCe, and so you sign him for, I don't know, two mil on a, on a shorter term. Because I don't know if DeHarnay is going to want to lock in long term, because then you're going to have to pay him a lot more to do it. Right? Now, maybe it'd be worth it. Maybe he's one of those guys that you lock in for five years at, at a decent AAV because you think, you know, he's only going to improve. But if you're Vincent DeHarnay, you're like, well, geez, I think I can improve here. I think I can add more elements to my game. So to me, he, he just, I think he's a, a, a two-year guy. Maybe I'm wrong because I know he's a UFA and he's young. And, you know, I could understand if he would say, hey, this is maybe my one chance to cash in, especially if the orders go deep in the playoffs because you know how it is. And it's, what if they win? Well, now you've got a Stanley Cup on your resume. It changes it. So I would think the orders would love to sign DeHarnay now. I could see why DeHarnay might wait. What would you do, Brownie? I, I, if I was him or yeah, I was the yeah. team, if I was him, uh, he's in a really good spot. And I think he's, he's come a long way, and I think he's got a long way to go. But he's, he's in a position in an organization that is fully invested in him. And he's, he's gotten a lot of people on his side for his approach. I mean, it hasn't changed from... When they were struggling, he was doing whatever he could to stay in the lineup and to show value during that period of time. And now that they've turned it around, he's been playing outstanding. I mean, you can see the simplicity and the execution in his game. And like you said, I mean, someone that's six six and has a right shot, like they're hard to find. I don't think, you know, he needs to, you know, throw up big numbers he just has to continually play with the grit the sandpaper have you know the understanding of the small plays um making sure that you know the puck isn't necessarily dying on his stick every championship team uh and if the if the oilers are going to go on a run here are going to need a heavy hard to play against defenseman that's just gonna you know below the goal line just gonna wear guys down and what i like most about him is that's who he is like he looks very comfortable. There's nothing worse when you get a guy that doesn't quite accept that role or who yeah. he is. He, to me, understands exactly who he is. A great team guy that's gonna, you know, play some minutes. He's gonna play some heavy minutes, and he's gonna be comfortable. He's not gonna try and turn into, you know, a, young, a Bouchard or something. Yeah, he knows yeah. exactly what he is. Like to me, can he become the Cernak of Tampa Bay's blue line? Very similar style players, right? Yeah. Big Cernak, no one, no one looked at Cernak to bring offense. It's not what he brought. He was physical, killed penalties, and was good defensively. That's what he was. And that, that guy is, is, is vital uh, for your team. And the thing I like about DeHarnay is he still believes he's got lots of room to grow and improve. Right? Like you look at, you know, Cernak, I, I'm looking at his career high was 18 points. 
Although that actually happened in the shortened season, but you know, so maybe a little bit of an outliers, you know, 16 points, 12 points, 16 points. He did have, uh, five goals uh, a few times. So maybe, maybe that's, maybe he's got a little bit more offense than, uh, than Vincent. Although, you know, none of his numbers in junior really jumped off this page as a guy who was going to be a five goal scorer, right? He only ever had five goals uh, in junior. He didn't even have five goals. So I just look at the style of how Cernak is and I look at Vincent DeHarnay and, there's all the talk about, well, they got to really improve Cody Cece externally. I'm like, okay, but I, if there is a clear upgrade, I'm totally for it. I don't see some of the names that are mentioned as clear upgrades for me. Mm-hmm. Some people might, they obviously like Sean Walker. I don't like Sean Walker that much to sell the farm to get him to replace Cody Cece when he's played two playoff games. And he's not an elite defenseman in my eyes offensively. He's a good defenseman. He's not elite and when I look, size does matter for defensemen in the playoffs. You played Brown. You five foot eleven guys compared to six foot three. There's a disadvantage at times. Now, if you're McCarr, I'm excluding those guys because they're yeah, elite. elite. But Sean Walker's not elite. He's a good player. He's not elite. And so I would be leery of having him for me in my top pair. So uh, with, with nerf, whatever it's one pair, two pairs, however you want to say Bouchard Ekholm's top pair, fine because they play more with McDavid. Sure, but the point is they play basically the same amount of minutes. On this team, they, there's their top two pairs are basically the same amount of minutes, right? They play equal amount of minutes against a elite opposition. The difference is the the Bouchard Ekholm pair, as they should, play more with McDavid. It's your best offensive defenseman. Why wouldn't you? It'd be foolish not to. So I get why they do it. But you know, so you're asking a guy to come here and he's basically playing like Edmonton has four defensemen in five on five minutes who are all in the top seventy D men in the league. Four. So you think about it, if there's two on each team at five on five, that's 64 defense when the orders have four. Like, so they don't have guys playing 24 minutes, but they got their four all right in there. So I, I think it's important. But, you know, the Vincent DeHarnay one is going to be interesting for me to kind of see where he goes. And I, I like them. I mean, I don't, I mean, I definitely think if they're going to make a run, I would definitely look at trying to find a depth defenseman. Um, because the longer you go, we all know how, especially the, the commitment that it takes to be in shooting lanes, someone's more than likely going to get nicked up, going to get hurt. But, um, you know, I, I, right now, I mean, I think they all look good. And like I said, I mean, the longer, the longer they go, they are going to need a heavy guy to wear guys 100%. down. And, yeah. and Deharnay, Deharnay fits the bill for that. Guys, the other thing is Deharnay's out of the PK to his resume as well. Hope he stays here, but it'd be happy for him if someone else offers a bigger deal from farm team. And that's, you know, that's going to be the debate. Do you, do you go to free agency and, and you might get a bigger deal, but it might be from a lesser competitive team. And that's always the, the balance, right? But if I'm during, I am riding the McDavid dry wave. If I'm any one of those guys, right? Because if yeah. you win, if you win and you're associated, a, you're looked at as a winner, yeah. you're going to get your money. Yeah. Eventually, even if it's, it, that's why you sign a two year deal. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? I'm staying. Yeah. Quick break. We'll come back. Jason Stratton will join us in the Gregor show presented by playalberta.ca. We'll also update you on our uh, very unique uh, auction item today. 3.30. Welcome back to the Gregor Show. Also, uh, we want to remind you, so a uh, unique auction item today. We've never had something like this. A lot of fun, uh, courtesy of uh, Blind Man Brewing. So uh, you and three of your friends, will be four of you, are going to head down to Blind Man Brewing where you're going to get to brew and design your own beer. You want a lager, you want an ale, you want an IPA, you want a fruity beer. It's all your choice. You get to pick the name of the beer. You guys make it. You'll have food and beverages down there at Blind Man. You'll arrange it on a date that works for you and them. And, and away you go. And then, uh, then they're going to make your beer, right? They got the whole brewing process from, uh, from grain to glass, as I like to call it. Then when it's ready, uh, there's going to be two kegs. 
One's going to go to Beer Revolution, and you get to go there. You know, they'll have your beer on tap with your name right there. You get $250 GC to to spend on however many beers you want, some food, whatever. Then also, there'll be another keg at another time that you can have a keg party at your house with your beer. All your friends, they want. Now, keep in mind, the keg party will have 100 pints of uh, of beer at uh, at your party. And now they'll give me all the stuff if you need to make sure that you have the, the proper dispensing and everything like that. So that's what it is. This is so it's kind of like three different times. You have the one day where you go down to to blind man and you're going to name your beer. You're going to make your beer. You go through the whole process with them, kind of tell them what you like. And then they'll help uh, help you design your own beer. Then uh, when it's done, it'll be you'll see it on tap, which is quite fun at uh, Beer Revolution with the $250 GC. And then you'll have a cake party. Time of your choice. They'll deliver the keg. Away you go. Keg stands galore, potentially. So uh, there you go. Ryan has that currently at uh, $1,500. Pretty good deal. But then go up. And we're helping, uh, by the way, today we're helping out um, the Boyle Street community. So uh, inner city. You want to help out them. And uh, you're going to have uh, loads of fun, something you can't really do very often. If you like beer, then that's what you should be doing. So 833-401-1440. Ryan has it at uh, 1500 if you want to text in your bid or call in your bid. Let's get to uh, Strud's On now, uh, brought to you by Action Electrical. And you got to take action on your savings, baby. $5,600 grant. It's been there for a few years from the federal government. If you wanted to get solar on your on your home, well, guess what? It ends at the end of this month. So if you've been contemplating it, don't wait. Because if you decide in the middle of March you want to do it, well, now you're going to have to pay the extra $5,600. That's just, that's just bad money management. Bad money management. So get it done. ActionElectrical.net as we welcome in co-host of the Got Your Back podcast, uh, who is, of course, uh, filling in here at Sports 1440 last week. Jason Strudwick joins us. Struddy, how you doing? Good, buddy. Was everything okay? You still had a show on Monday? Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, there, there, there was only, there was only three emails that, uh, that I didn't want to read. Other than that, it was good. <laughs> That's three complaints. That's more. I thought it was over under five and a half. So I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, uh, when was the last time you were at a cake party? Oh man, it's been a long time. I don't, I don't even remember the last time. Probably had to be ten years ago at least. Yeah, yeah. You know, I. Yeah. Uh, what about you? You've been to one recently? No, no. But we're auctioning one off now. I'm kind of intrigued to have one. Uh, have you ever done a keg stand? I don't think I have. No, I. I I missed out on the college experience. And in junior, it was just like, you know, drink kokanee or whatever, I guess, out of cans. Like, no, I, Brownie, have you keg stand? No, I've, I've never had one, but I'm just looking at these blind man brewing beers here. They do look tempting. And I can imagine you having a couple of those and uh, getting old loose lips there. <laughs> I mean, I, I would try it. I mean, it's probably a little late now, but it just, it never really came up. It never really, I was always into the shooters. I was kind of my vehicle to, the good times. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, who knows, Struddy? Uh, maybe, maybe you'll uh, you'll get invited to the backyard uh, keg party. And, oh, uh, you could do a keg classy. stand. So, yeah, I know, classy, exactly. Um, Oilers in Vegas tonight. We actually had the question I uh, just asked about uh, Vincent Deharnain, who's a pending UFA. Uh, I think he's a player who has continually to has shown improvement since he came to the NHL. He's still very young and raw when you consider NHL games played. Right? Uh, not even he's just coming up on a hundred games. So when you look at Vincent Deharnay at, at his age and everything, like people are like, hey, you got to sign him right now. And 
I can understand why you'd want to sign him. I could understand why he might look and say, hey, man, this might be my one chance. Brownie also said, he goes, man, I might ride out the McDavid dry settle thing on even a two-year deal, get more experience, you look better, and then you can cash in. What, what do you think he does? And, you know, would he potentially look at an Erica Branson contract and say, hey, you know what? Some team might want to pay me three million bucks if he got four. How old is he? He's twenty. He'll be twenty-eight in May. Yeah, I, I like. I heard your comment, Brownie, and I, I understand like the idea of winning, but I he, like not that it's all about that. But he hasn't made a, a bunch of money yet, and he's he's getting he's past. I'd say the half point of his career. You know, like he's twenty-eight. You know, is he going to make it to 33, 34, 35? You know, that's that's getting pretty old uh, for a hockey player. So I, you know, I think one or two things can happen. The Oilers can play on his emotional part with him, but they have to offer. If I'm Vinny Darnay, I want term. Term is what I want. I, in my mind, I'm saying I want to make X amount of money off the next number of years, and I need term. So I, I think I want the longest deal I can get. Um, so are the Oilers willing to offer a three-year deal or a four-year deal? There's someone else out there willing to offer that. And I think there would be an offer for that. Now, I'm the same guy who said that Patty Maroon is going to get a four- or five-year deal, yeah. and I, I was really wrong with that. So, you know, but I, I, it's, but I think Vinny is maybe a little different situation because he's so different, and he is improving. So do I think there's a four-year deal out for there? I think for the right number, you look at some of these deals people are signing um, with, with long-term deals that bring the average amount down. I think that's what you do with Vinny. Say, how much do you want to make? And let's see if we can get a number that makes sense. Instead of saying we're going to pay you X a year, we, you want to make whatever nine million over the next four years. Okay, then let's let's figure out what that AAB looks like. They uh, go into Vegas tonight, Struddy, and you know all, everybody knows what's on the line. I really like Zach Hyman's uh, comments. Uh, you know, rather, oh no, we're not talking about. It. Of course, when you get this close, you're talking about it. Like I don't buy for a second they're not discussing. Now, it doesn't mean you discuss it every waking moment, but you have a chance. To, to tie an NHL record that's really difficult to do. As I outlined, there's 1,695 different teams if you go year by year in the history of the NHL. Only one of them has ever won 17 games in a row. You can join a pretty elite group uh, to do it tonight if you're the Edmonton owners. Now, it won't be easy because you're taking on the defending Stanley Cup champions in their house and after a nine-day break... So, you know, like, but I, I love it. Like, to me, as, as the, the competitive juices of a player, like, this game would feel a lot different than most, right? Like, don't you think guys are going to be pretty amped up for tonight's game? I do. I think there's an advantage that the Oilers are doing on the road. I preferred after the break to play on the road because there's no distractions. You just get into your game mode. Uh, you know, there's nothing. You're not, you didn't just get home from wherever you know, Mexico, then you got to come and run some errands and stuff. You're just, you're on the plane, you're focused, you're in your groove and you're going. So I think there is an advantage to playing this on the road. Second advantage, the Kings are missing, or sorry, the, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights are missing some significant players, as I'm sure you've already talked about. Um, but as far as the streak itself, I think it's something more you're excited about at the end of the year or late, you know, when you're done playing. Because there's no guarantee of this. If you, you know, if they, whether they win or lose this game, there's no guarantee they win or lose the Stanley Cup. So I think for them, their focus is continuing to play well or maybe to get their game maybe back up to level was even a week or two ago. Not that they're tearing. It's, it's slipped a bit. I think we can agree they want to get it back up there. Um, but I, I, I think that they're probably not talking about it all the time. I think they maybe mention it. But I think it's about getting this win. And I look at these two points. These two points can really set them up for the second half of the season, chasing down a team that they have, what is it, Greg, four or five games at hand on. Yeah. 
I would agree with that, Stratty. I think I don't know how you were, but I found that through my career, uh, you know, you're so focused in the moment of where you're actually at that when your career's done, you finally start to talk about, you know, things that happened in the past. But, you know, most athletes are living in the moment and find it very hard to kind of look back uh, and reflect because they're so dialed in. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and that's, I think that's how you have to be. You know, you have to have that, uh, like the Ted Lasso, you know, the, the memory of a goldfish and just play a good game, play a bad game, snap, you move on, and you just keep 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 going on from there, not going to get bogged down in the moment. Um you know, it's, it's a special thing. Like, I, I couldn't, I, I was thinking back to June. I think I may, we may have gone a run of 10 plus games. And then remember, I think we lost to Lethbridge, where they were a terrible team that year. And it was a downer. But I remember thinking, okay, we got to start it again. We got to get, get, get playing well again. Um, but even now, like, I don't even remember how many it was. So I think this would be something they want to get done. But I really think they, these two points, I think, guys, these are massive points for this team. And I know we're a long ways away from the end of the year, but. That Vegas, I can't see them get playing like getting worse. They're going to get better. They're going to get healthy, and then the orders are going to get like that. April's crazy. What is it? Ten games in eighteen days. Like that's a crazy schedule going into the playoffs. So you got to keep guys rested. I, I think this is a great place to start with two points tonight. Stretty, what's your? And I know it's only been a few months, and so, you know, and there's been a lot of success. So it's not like you can find negatives in it but like Chris Knobloch it's very noticeable you know how he just comes out and says it how it is you know I just really appreciate that in him he comes out you know what I think our offense has been stale and so which is something no coach in Edmonton has said for a long time even when they weren't producing it was all about well we got to limit our goals against well it's really hard to improve on limiting your goals against when you've gone uh, 14 straight games and you're allowing 1.29 goals against per game but it was kind of funny where the orders were at a point where the coach was more happy with his defensive play than his offensive play and it was more so like his puck management in the offensive zone right and then so he sees McDavid with only seven points in eight games which for the average player is doing car wills but not for mcdavid and he loads them up for two games and they get seven and six points now it wasn't all five on five but they still loaded up and got a lot of points and then he puts them back together again tonight what what have you liked most about knoblock in his short uh, two and a half month tenure now this what i'm going to say isn't a knock on the previous coach like jay i like jay as well but knoblock there i don't believe there's any games the knoblock's playing you know, remember when Woody wouldn't say who the starting goalie is or is this guy available or that guy available? And, and you know, he'd change up things and warm up and then have a different line. Like, I didn't like that. I think that this is my team. This is my army. We're, we're not scared of anybody. We're walking out. This is who we are. And I think for Knobloch, he's very understated but very confident. He's just you, – you're so right, Griggs. Sometimes he says things, I'm like, what did he just say? Because he's so understated. He's never going to win any awards for – for being like the orator of the year. Like, he's not going to, like, blow you away with a massive speech and add up all those inches and all of a sudden you got it, you know, like uh, in, in, that, uh, in that football movie. He's just very calm and just understated. And I think the players like that because you know exactly where you stand and what you exactly need to do, and he's calm on the bench. And I, as a player, I like a calm coach. I didn't need someone going crazy on the bench, blowing things up, because it unsettles us. Just like I don't see my, like, see my goalie all over the net because it just – I find it unsettling when everyone's calm and just calms down the players between the goalie and, and the coach. So I think he's very understated. You know exactly where you're at. 
and I think that his message is very clear and simple. Um, and when he, he makes a decision, he's there's thought into it, such as when he's moving Kane around. He's making a decision now. He, he, it's easy to do it when you're winning, but he decides he's going to make the switch. He makes the switch, and he moves on. He doesn't look back. Doesn't need to, does not, he's not apologetic for it either. Struddy, with Winnipeg picking up uh, Monaghan and Vancouver picking up uh, Lindholm earlier, they got Zadorov. You know, if you're Ken Holland or the Oilers, are you are you looking to try and make a, a if there is a, the ability to make a trade? Are you trying to do it sooner to kind of get guys into your locker room to get that chemistry, or do you wait for the deadline? Well, sooner is always better, I, I think. I mean, I trade for a guy you know in March and you have you know a month left is it's. I guess it'd be more than that. I guess five or six weeks, but that's pretty short order to get chemistry, get settled in a new city, and kind of get going. Um, but I think that last year was so clear what they needed. When they brought in Eckholm, it was perfect, and Eckholm has been a perfect fit because it's really like they got two defensemen. They had, they added Bouchard and they added Eckholm. Both those guys have just taken off, especially Bouchard. So now he can be a little bit surgical as well and being understanding what he wants to add. Yeah, there's some places he like to add. I, I, I've said it before, and I'll say again. It's not that I don't like CC, but I still like to see an upgrade there. But unless there's a clear upgrade on CC, I know I'm not just trading, you know, six for six. There's got to be there's got to be a, a definite improvement on what you're getting. Same in that the middle six. I think there's a way to beef that up. Now, what's the cost? After seeing what Monaghan went for, you know, what does that do for Henrik or, or other guys like that? And he's probably the next easiest one as far as a UFA. Uh, the money is a little bit tricky, but I still look at that middle six. Uh, I think the goalie. I I think they might roll in with this goaltender, uh, and the depthy is a no-brainer. You can you can find something to fit there, um, but I'd be very careful about what I add and then upsetting the balance because it seems like right now those six defensemen are pretty comfortable playing with each other and and within their group and their most importantly guys their roles within the six of them. What about a fourth line center? Would you uh, would you look at that, or do you like Derek Ryan there? Yeah, I like I like a little more size. I, I do. Um, you know, you look at who you have to kind of go through. There's some pretty decent sized players on both Vancouver um, and and Vegas, and especially when you look at the defense. You know, of, of, of both those teams, they've got not Quinn Hughes, but they've got some other guys that are Carson Susie. You look at uh, Tyler Myers. You know, Zadorov is he there or not there? That's three guys that. I think they're all over 6-3. And I think Vegas, we already know how big those guys are. So I think you need, and, I, and I'm still something Brownie just said, um, you know, you, you need somebody just kind of heavy game, wear guys down. And I don't know that they have that in that third, fourth line right now. It doesn't mean that the players they have now can't be valuable at different points in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the playoffs. But I would like to have the option to add a little bit of beef. You know, bring all, get the old meat market out there in that fourth line. And that doesn't mean fighting. But just to grind down and get going, it feels like they have that on that third line now, guys, with Perry um, and company. I think there's there's something like that. So how do they piece that together? So, you know, Ken only has so many draft picks he can work with. So you kind of got to choose what you can add. But I think that you can add something in that fourth line that makes sense um, to beef that up a bit. Stratty, do you see anyone in the minors that they could bring up? Could they bring up a Lavoie or anyone that could probably fill, maybe fill that role that you're talking about? Because he definitely has the size. Do you think he'll have the? He grip? does have the size. Yep. And I think I, I want to say the last game he played, he actually he we started seeing it, right? He started seeing it. But are we going to count on a guy who has a handful of NHL games to be a key cog in the playoffs? I think that's a bit much to, to ask. But I would like to see him called up and maybe get an opportunity to play uh, and to show that he can do that. 
I, I, not that I think he's the solution, but he could be a piece they use on top of another piece they trade for. Like, I think you need a lot of depth. And, you know, I, I'm not the first guy to say this, but there's been, the orders have been pretty healthy, right? Kane's been out a bit, but for the most part, they've been pretty healthy the last, you know, number, I'd say year and a half. At some point, it's, it evens out a little bit, and uh, they've got to have some guys that can come up, and maybe that's an opportunity for some of those guys to grab some of those minutes. Stretty, what is your bold prediction tonight? What happens for the Edmonton Oilers? I'm excited for this game, guys. I can't believe it. I mean, uh, I think the Oilers find a way to get it done. I think Eiko and um, Shea Theodore being out is massive. You know, imagine they took out Connor McDavid and, I don't know, Darnell Nurse out of the Oilers lineup. It would be a pretty... Actually, it might be Bouchard, but either way. So I, I think the Oilers pull this one out. I'm going 4-1, guys. Empty netter. Write it down in your diaries. Right, it's down in our diaries. All right, Stratty. Well, uh, enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we will chat with you next week. See you guys. There you go. That's uh, Jason Strudwick. Uh, joins us every Tuesday here on Sports 1440. We have Marty McSorley coming up after uh, 4 o'clock. We'll take a quick break. Got lots of texts to get to. 833-401-1440. Man, there's a lot of Vinny DeHarnay fans out there. Not surprising. But a lot of you all of a sudden. Some people, are, guys, I didn't even know Vinny DeHarnay was an unrestricted free agent. We can't lose him. He's become my new favorite player from Doug. Well, lots of time to sign him. Don't worry. It's not like he's a big name free agent, but it is a, it is a conversation piece on uh, what's going to happen with Vincent DeHarnay. We'll return on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hey, Leduc, it's me, Grant Fedorak, and I'm excited to tell you Leading Edge is ready to make a difference in your amazing community. How do we do it? Well, at Leading Edge Physiotherapy, we invest. Our money and time goes right back into technology and training. We invest in people who combine their caring experience and hands-on skills to work with you to help solve your problems. And we invest in community because we live here and well, it's the right thing to do. Leading Edge Physiotherapy, now investing in Leduc, Alberta, because Leduc shouldn't hurt either. Find us at leadingedgephysio.com. 352, Jason Greger, Sean Brown, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. It is game day as the Orders getting set to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, uh, the uh, lineup tonight, Stuart Skinner starting in goal. No, no changes on defense. Nurse Cece, Ekholm Bouchard. Kulak and DeHarnay. McDavid's back between Hyman and Nugent Hopkins. Dreisaitl with Kane and Fogel. McLeod between Holloway and Perry. Derek Ryan with Matthias Janmark and Connor Brown. Uh, Sam Gagne is the uh, healthy scratch. Calvin Pickard, of course, will be the uh, backup to start tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Vegas without Eichel, without Theodore, and uh, without William Carrier. But uh, they do get uh, William Carlson back in the uh, lineup tonight for uh for vegas so well uh, as we go in the room now brought to you by next gen transportation heavy haul transport provider 100 percent locally owned and operated and a proud supporter of uh, many local uh, amateur uh, sports teams and charities as well as olympic athletes as they uh, are sponsoring uh, devo McCune and his quest to make the canadian well he's already on the canadian bobsled team but to uh, make the olympics now um we'll hear from uh, a few members of the orders, but uh, we heard from Leon Drysettle yesterday, and uh, we're going to get into uh, Warren Fogle, who uh, Warren Fogle had uh, had an interesting uh, bye week. But uh, we'll talk about that uh, at the end of the interview. But first, just you know, the opportunity, the excitement, uh, getting back at it now after a little bit of break, and uh, looking forward to a big game against Vegas. Oh, our computer. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's not working, Cons? Just going to have to fix the input here. We'll work on it here. Oh, well. Let's see. We'll see what your technical skills are like. <laughs> <laughs> Not great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was hoping we could avoid this. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well uh, uh, Warren Fogel actually, outside of preparing for everything, actually got in, engaged over the uh, the All Star uh, break. Um, uh, jokingly asked him about uh, if he was nervous. He goes, "Well, I wasn't really that nervous. I was more nervous he was going to find the the ring in the room." Right, because you had it in the room, and he kind of had to hide it, and you know, waiting for the right time, and when he's going to pop the question. So he had it in the room for, I think he said, a day and a half uh, before, and he said that was probably more stressful than anything else. And uh, they were by themselves, and he met up with a few of his teammates uh, for one day after. So uh, said he really enjoyed it, and um, joked that um, you know most of the uh, wedding planning will uh, will not fall on his plate. So uh, excited about that. Although they said they're not going to worry about it till later on. So you know, it's always a big event uh, for any player. Uh, you know, you go away, it had a plan for a while. Uh, you kind of build up for it. And so he goes, I don't think she was totally surprised. Uh, she, she was kind of hoping to maybe he was hoping that was going to happen. But still, I think anybody when for those briefs, even though you're really confident, there's always like that one moment <laughs> yeah. of a, geez, uh, could be a big yeah. matzo ball out here yeah. if all of a sudden you get the answer. No, because it has happened. Yeah. You've seen it's happened to some people. What if you don't even get to that stage? You don't even pass the dad. Right, because you got to call the dad and ask for permission. Uh, right? Well, yeah. we, that'd be awkward. Or blessing, you, though. Nowadays, yeah. you don't ask for permission. It's not a, that, that that will get you in a lot of trouble. <laughs> It'd be more so you can have your blessing. That would probably be a little bit uh, better one. But yeah, that's always yeah, that's true as well too. But I would, you know, let, let's. I'd be curious. Let's say you ask someone for their blessing. They're like, no, I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> Like, like, would just would just still be like, well, I'm not marrying you, so it's too bad. Yeah, like I just I actually don't care. Yeah, like I asked you how to be in flight here. Okay, thank you, sir. So, but uh, that'd be. I wonder, like, was any father out there uh, just play or just mess with mind games, right? To yeah. his future son-in-law comes up. Hey, would you have your blessing? Well. 
What are you bringing to the table here? Kind of make them sweat a bit? Oh, God, that might be funny. Did you call your father-in-law? Uh, no, I went to their house, actually, uh, him and my uh, my mother-in-law, Cheryl. Yeah. And uh, and I never, you know, didn't ever go to their house unannounced, yeah. right? So I show up and, you know, Doug's outside. <laughs> I still remember it. He's outside on the, on the lawn. I'm like, hey, Doug. And he's like, oh, and he just thinks because Doug, he thinks like I'm here to see Cheryl only. Yeah. And I'm just like. So yeah. I'm at the door and I'm like, and I think like the mother, Cheryl, she was, she kind of yeah. knew what was happening. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. uh, she's like, Doug, come inside. <laughs> <laughs> so were you nervous? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I proposed after six months. So, you know, yeah. but I was obviously older too. So that had something to, yeah. uh, to yeah. kind of do with it. But no, they, uh, uh, yeah, they approved and it was, you know, it was a surprise. I think, uh, um, my, my wife always talked about it. She was she was rather surprised at the timing of it. Yeah, the, you know she didn't expect it, so that was good. It came out of nowhere. So yeah. just went uh, went for a big walk, and you know had uh, laid out a blanket, some wine and stuff, and one of the back fields out at our farm. So I knew it was it would yeah. be uh, no one else would be in. And trust me, like I walked around, I was nervous for a bit because yeah. I walked in where it was, and then I kept kind of oh let's go over here, and then finally. <laughs> So yeah, because yeah. just a little sweating yeah. there for a second. Yeah. You're like God, yeah. you know. And I always joke about. It. I was like, well, can't really walk this yeah. one back here. You yeah, know? it's so. such an exciting time. I mean, he's not the only one. It seems like I've seen a few posts of a few NHL guys that have done it over this break here, and I always wonder how they get these beautiful photos. Right, so someone's close by. Uh, somebody has to be. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I didn't want anybody there. It was just, just no, 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 it was all our own. So yeah. I'll remember it. We, I know where it was. Yeah, you know, so that was good enough. So, hey guys, I proposed after seven years. My uh, now ex father in law just said about damn time when I called him for his blessing from Gruff. <laughs> <laughs> The guys have been dating my lady for almost 10 years and asked for her dad's blessing last summer. They still ask me when I'm going to pop the question. I just don't know when. Jeez. From uh, old fat Efron. Yeah. Uh, geez. Buddy, what are you waiting for? You asked the question. That's like the yeah. biggest teaser. Wow. And the parents probably like, what is yeah. this guy doing? What do you do? Like, I have a daughter. I mean, she's, yeah. she's quite young, so I'm quite far off from this. But, you know, is there is there a timeline when you're kind of expecting it or hoping, you know, like... That's got to be tough, you know, to be on that side. You have- well, you know, it's, I think it comes down to if, if you approve of who they're dating for. That's true. Right? Like, what if yeah. you don't approve of it? You're like, God, yeah. I hope it's never coming. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> like, when are you? Are, I don't know how I would handle it. Uh, well, that she gets older, right? You, I'm assuming you, uh, now, age is just a number for some people. Yeah. Some kids are, are ready a lot. You know, I should say kids. Some young adults are, are more mature at 20. Yeah. Like, my God, my mom and dad probably being like, Thank God you didn't get married in your twenties. Like it'd be a train wreck. <laughs> so, like I know I knew it myself. That's why I was never never even an option. But uh, I think for other people, some people yeah. are just you know they're they're more. That's yeah. They kind of know what they want. Yeah. Right. So that wasn't me. Yeah. No, I think I, I got married at the right time too. It's it's everyone's got to run their course and do what they have to do. Some people have to do more. Some people have to do less. But yeah, I mean, having a young daughter that's getting to that age. Um, I definitely think about it, and I just I look at these I look at these kids because I work with a lot of kids too, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, man, if you ever came over to my house, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I wouldn't be ready for that. I'd be right down in the basement with them. What are we watching? <laughs> I just slide in right between them. Hey, boys, my dad said no to my brother-in-law married my sister. My mom had to tell him that it's not really his choice, and ended up giving him his blessing from Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is awesome. Uh, no, I'm not giving you my blessing. 
The wife's like, honey, it's really not your choice. Well, I guess he was being honest. The question is, though, has he come around? That would be the enough. question. That's fair enough. Right? Yeah. So that would be the, uh, the ultimate one. Hey, guys, what are, the, uh, what are the chances that the Oilers make a big trade here sooner than later? You see Vancouver and Winnipeg. Don't you think Edmonton has to respond? That one comes in from Daniel. Uh, Dan, it's a good question. I, I don't think so that they have to respond right. First of all, look at Winnipeg. Winnipeg is 18th in the NHL amongst uh, goals from their forwards. 18th. Like, they're winning with sound defense, but they needed to jumpstart their offense. Like, right now, there's not one element of the Orders game where you look and say, okay, geez, that's a real weakness. Power play, good. Penalty kill, great. Five-on-five scoring, really good. Five-on-five goals against, really good. So, I I think Edmonton has has an opportunity. Now, you might say, hey, Vancouver, why did they, you know, jump the gun? Well, I wouldn't say they jumped the gun. They just felt like, hey, the trade was there. That You know, there was other people. I think, you know, there's lots of people interested in Lindholm, you know. I look at the orders and I think historically they've been a patient team. Ken Holland is fairly patient. So I, I think we'll probably stick. Now, not always. We saw them change their coach after 12 games. So um, it's not like they're completely patient. But I, I don't see them in a situation where they're like feeling the pressure to have to make a move. I think that Ken Holland's been in the game so long that we have to sit back and trust the fact that this guy has been through this process and knows what he's doing and I'm sure that you know all the information is out there on the table um, they know exactly what they want they do have to be careful that you know you don't you know make a mistake um, and you know I the team is rolling right now um, it, it, it's got to be tough, right? If you bring them in now, you get someone that gets acclimatized and gets into your dressing room and gets to build those relationships uh, early. Um, but I, I, I have the utmost confidence that with his experience and what he, his knowledge, that that's why he's here. I mean, this is this is his team, and there's probably no one that wants to go out on top uh, for a guy that probably doesn't have all that much left, you know, in his career. Than Ken Holland. Uh, and they've already added Corey Perry, right? So there's one of their moves. It just yep. didn't have to give up anything. So, guys, I would argue that I think Vancouver and Winnipeg are making moves to counter Edmonton because the Orders being the best team in the league. It's very true. The Orders, since November 1st, have been the be- have the best record in the National Hockey League. So that's a, that's a three-month period. And including them starting the month on a four-game losing streak. So not bad. Quick break. Let's get to the uh, Command Sports 1440 update. Brought to you by Fountain Tire. You're home for tires. You need them rotated. You need them changed. You need new ones. They got them out. But also, got high-level mechanics. Can help you with any vehicular issue. Check it out at fountaintire.com. Book your appointment today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 